0: future. We're talking real money.
1: These days, it seems like everything, everything is sold as a subscription. Everybody's got a subscription model. I mean, I remember back in the days when you used to buy software. No, not anymore. You rent software. I pay Adobe a ridiculous, I don't pay it, but Appella pays Adobe a ridiculous amount of money every month for the recording software I use and all that stuff. As a matter of fact, even car manufacturers are getting into this where they're renting you the cars you drive. You just pay them monthly for the car and you can switch it out whenever you want, and it's just a rental, and it sounds so cool. I mean, I get all my Apple stuff on a subscription model, and they they bundle it all together. I You watch streaming television. You don't rent movies anymore. Well, you rent them, but you rent them on a monthly basis. It's a regular, regular thing. The only problem is Often you get one of these subscriptions or you start a free trial and you think I'm going to cancel at the end of the free trial and you discover, well, you either forget, (laughs) which is your fault, but I understand why, or you discover that canceling ain't so easy, Tom.
2: No, it's not. I mean, the negative option marketing, I believe is what they call this, right? Where... You had to get in and say, "No, I don't want that. I don't want to continue." Mm -hmm. Uh, There's also a mention here in this article by Michelle Singletary about face cream fraud, which I'm sure you faced many times. Oh, there's so
1: yeah, but there's so much of that on television and radio where it's like, "Get your free bottle today with uh, (laughs) for only shipping and handling, and we'll send you a new bottle every month." And then they don't tell you how much it is, and uh, you can't cancel, and they've got your credit card, and they keep racking up the
2: bills. Yeah, and th- this is an, an our area of ongoing uh, dispute and discussion with the the Federal Trade Commission, and the idea here is it may be getting better. Hmm. I hope so. Um, I got caught in a few of these. I think I did a, I had to do an agreement with someone very simple when I did rocket lawyer, I think once, and I couldn't get out of that. And I'm still paying $3 a month from everyone. So I try to get back on there and get rid of it. I can't get rid of it somehow. Uh negative option was there. You know, this, I don't know if I have any great ideas how to fix this other than what you just said. Uh, And that is impulse buying is never a good thing. (laughs) So if you see something, go, I got to have
1: that. Maybe sleep on it and do it the next day, right? There is a way to solve this, though. And that's one of the things the FTC is looking at. And by the way, the FTC has already gotten over 17,000 comments to their request for comments about uh, the negative option rules. You can go to regulations.gov and you can tell them your horror story because they're going to uh, they're going to do something. And the thing that, that one of the things they're talking about doing, and it's so simple, but these guys don't want to do it. And that is, and Apple does this. They're actually very good about this. They let you know well in advance that your subscription is about to renew. They say, you know, on such and such a date, your subscription for HBO Max or Apple TV Plus or Apple Fitness or whatever it is will renew so that you, and you can go, you can click a button to stop it. That's the way, if businesses would only behave the way they ought to behave. But let me give you an example, Tom. I, as you mentioned in yesterday's episode, am a lifelong, literally lifelong fan of the Denver Broncos, the football team. Sorry. Well, they play they they they're based in Denver, Colorado. So if I want to read the latest, greatest Bronco news during the season, there is only one place really to do that anymore, and that's the Denver Post. Well, the Denver Post is a subscription service. You can't read them, the, all the stories without a and subscription. That's basically so, true now of almost any newspaper
2: I see online. Almost any article. So you got to pay. I yeah.
1: subscribed, and I can't stop it. There's no button online <laughs> to do it.
2: And no one works at the Denver paper to answer the phone? Well, phones?
1: hardly anyone, because they were purchased by Alden Media. You remember Alden Media, the the, the, uh, the, the company that comes in and fires everybody
2: and just collects
1: money. If they, if they don't believe in spending money, they just collect it. And that's what they're doing from me. Um, I even hired another company to try to get it canceled and it didn't cancel. So
2: these (laughs) things you hired a person to cancel the people you wanted and you couldn't cancel them either. Wow, well, and cancel them. Oh, yeah. okay. I was gonna say that's kind of scary. But, uh, by the way, but it's you're a right.
1: terrible, it's a terrible it way is, of charging people. Well,
2: it's a terrible way to run your business. Apple, as you mentioned, does a nice job. I was just looking. You told me about this once. If you go to your Apple settings, if you have an iPhone, you can go to subscription. It gives you a list of all these subscriptions. Um, which mm-hmm. is crazy. Do you want to know what I'm paying for Disney Plus? This is uh- nuts. <laughs> I never what use this. <laughs> I, n- I live
1: seriously. <laughs> well, wait a I minute. Never it's ever. Part of your ever is it a package?
2: It's a I don't know. I mean, do you really want it? This is really I'm sad. People are gonna laugh. Yes, at go ahead. And, 109, $109.99. And I think the last time I watched Disney was when they had that show with Reese Witherspoon, which I really liked. But that's the last time. Um, there's a lot of other stuff in here. Authenticator app. I don't know what all this stuff is. Anyway, <laughs> um, here's some I, that I did. I, I did cancel scan here. Hero, I, the FTC is looking at things like a simple cancellation mechanism. That seems to me to make sense, right? In other words, you should be able to go in and get rid of this stuff if you sign up. Um, another one that they want to do is uh, that they're going to make it harder for people to say, "Well, wait, 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 before you cancel." We got another offer for you. Nah, I think that's kind of cheesy. Yes. And then, yes. Yeah. The Denver post awful. has done that
1: to me. Too. Yeah. It's yeah. awful.
2: And then the other one that I really like is, as you just mentioned, re- requirements about reminders and confirmations. You really should, they shouldn't be just like, oh, by the way, we just renewed your lawn service for another $800. And we didn't think we needed to tell you about that. Be honest with people. Tell them about that up front. That's, that's outrageous. Um, and the reality about all these things is. You got to read the fine prints. It sucks, but you got to read the deal rather than just getting the face cream, which may feel good for a moment. But next month when you get the $14 bottle, you don't
1: need, might not be so happy well, times. And you know, your mention of Apple is it's one of the reasons why when I subscribe to streaming services, I only subscribe through Apple TV because it's really great because I can subscribe to, for example, there's a new show I want to watch on AMC with Bob Odenkirk.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, you know, I had a show. oh, that's right. I did read about that. Yeah.
1: So what I'll do is I will, once all the shows are up online, I'm going to wait until they're all online, then yeah. I'll go in and subscribe through Apple TV to AMC plus for one month. The yeah. minute I subscribe, I go in to my iPhone, to the subscription page, and I immediately cancel it because then it'll run for the month. I won't forget that way because I immediately cancel it. Stop the auto renew. And so I do that with everything media. In fact, I'm looking here. I had BritBox because I wanted to watch some British mysteries and it's canceled. Stars because there was a show I wanted to watch there. It's canceled. It works really well, but this is the exception, not the rule. Most companies don't want you to be able to cancel these services and that needs to change. So you can be part of that change. It's not often that you can be. A participant in change. But if you go to regulations.gov, you can tell the Federal Trade Commission about your story. They want ordinary people, quote, ordinary people who have experienced cancellation problems or anyone who wants to weigh in and, fi- and file a comment. So we all should comment saying that we, we no longer want negative options. We want positive options. They have to get our permission to To continue to renew, that's the bet. That would be the best bet of all. Is that every month they have to send you a note saying, "Do you want to renew?" And if not, it just expires.
2: And you've got legal representation. Adobe would hate that. You could you could call Bob Odenkirk and have him go to work for you. He's a good lawyer. I've seen him on TV. Very successful. In his new
1: show, he's not a lawyer. Uh, Oh, sorry. Oh, I know. You've had like 15 years of him as a lawyer. What are you <laughs> going to do it. now?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I did read about his new show and it sounds like a good one. So yeah, good for him. Well, it's Bob Odenkirk.
1: Um, Come on. It's been good work.
2: Let's see. A uh, couple of questions here. You ready for a couple of quick questions? Got time? I'm
1: ready for as many as you've got to ready? give Ready? Because we're okay, actually we running pretty pretty good on time today. So Okay.
2: This one comes from John. What to expect from a wealth manager? I'm a long-time listener. Really appreciate all that you guys do. Um, couple of questions. What should I expect if I hire a wealth manager for a reasonable price, say 1% of assets under management? The obvious things are allocating my investment dollars based on my age, needs, risk tolerance, etc. Rebalancing mm-hmm. every year or so, making sure they're a peer fiduciary, non-actively managed assets at super low cost with worldwide diversification. But what else? Retirement mm-hmm. planning, estate planning, mm-hmm. tax planning. Mm-hmm. What about it?
1: Well, uh retirement planning, absolutely. Absolutely. An advisor who doesn't help you build a plan for retirement is an incompetent advisor because they have to do that before they even allocate. That has to be done. They should.
2: State- they don't have to. I've seen cases recently where they just invested people. So, they should.
1: Oh, I know, I know, but I'm saying in a in a in a in a true fiduciary world, any advisor worth his or her salt is going to start with the plan and then go allocate. Yep, exactly. But Thank you. you. They want to skip that step because that's the harder step. That's the difficult step.
2: It takes more time. And it's a
1: difficult yep. conversation to have with people. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. Estate planning, rudimentary, not detailed. Yep. Because I agree. Yeah. Great estate planning, you, it requires a great attorney. It really does. It's so complicated. Depending on your situation. Tax yeah, or planning? it can be complicated.
2: Absolutely. Tax planning should tax be part of the fee. Tax planning, but not planning.
1: tax preparation.
2: Right? Yeah. And we actually do tax returns. And sometimes, uh, depending on the size of your, our relationship with you, the tax uh, tax returns are free. But tax planning, absolutely. Every client should get that. So, yeah, it should be fairly all inclusive. Um, he also says, I live in Iowa. Is there any reason I should try to find a local guy to hire a woman? This is, a, this is a personal preference. No, no. Well,
1: depends any, your, no, I depends on you. you want
2: to look across the table at somebody, blah, mm, then, cause we just had a, a nice person I talked to back East who said, no, I'm going to hire somebody in my neighborhood. So I like it. Not one of the, by the way, 12. But Ed you know Jones what, Tom? I mean, literally
1: town. we are, we are 3000 miles apart and I feel like I am sitting across the table looking at you as we were this podcast.
2: This is a safe distance for me. I don't know about you.
1: Um, a, a three thousand so, mile distance is perfect for me.
2: <laughs> so, but but some people they want to go to the office. They want to look in the watch your eyes and see that you're there. That that's fine. I get that. But you're right. In today's world, okay. it's not necessary. Hold on. Hold
1: on. Hold on. I got it. Oh, I got no it. I had a thought. I had a yeah. thought. I had a thought. The light bulb went off. But if your local advisor, let's say your local advisor, the only good one you can find charges one and a half percent per year. Okay. And your distant advisor charges 1% per year.
2: Oh, you could take a trip to to go see
1: them. Yeah. You got it. Okay. That's. You can afford, you can afford to take the entire family on a vacation to that place, get a nice hotel, fly out, and you'll still be money ahead. And a little
2: suggestion, if you're coming to see us, June, July, or August would be best. Um, <laughs> yeah, just do saying. not go
1: to Seattle no. in the uh, winter.
2: Eesh, dark, gray, cold, wet. Uh, great question. Uh, Chad <laughs> writes us from uh, Helena, Montana. Thanks for all you do. Tom was fantastic in our hour-long consult a few years back and has been great with several, several others I've sent as well. Thank you, Chad. Did Chad, you fail comments. to upsell him, too? Yeah, he didn't buy a damn thing, man. I'm pretty sure I'm fired. No Uh, high pressure sales pitch? (laughs) Well, he mentions that here. Brief question per Tom's suggestion, a.k.a. no sales pitch. I manage my own portfolio using Merriman's 10 fund aggressive portfolio. He's in his early 30s. Our funds are split between five accounts. Roth, wife's Roth, his SEP IRA, wife's rollover IRA, and wife's work 401K. There's a lot of stuff going on there. Which funds should be in which counts when balancing? Um, mm-hmm. assuming the highest expected growers he uses, I'd say highest expected return should be in the Roth for tax advantage, but no longer able to contribute to the Roth due to income limits. Et this is a great question. This is gets back to kind of asset location, right? Um, mm-hmm. Having various assets in particular types of accounts. And in a general sense, yeah, you'd want to have the more aggressive stuff. I'm answering the question for you, Don. Uh, mm-hmm. In the yeah, raw, but, but how about in yeah, the gonna, IRAs and the pre-tax stuff? I, yeah, what about I, I'm going to
1: change you up a little bit because oh, okay. while that advice, while that advice, was valuable back in the days of um,
2: <laughs> back
1: in the of, days of, of well of, of capital gains distributions from mutual funds. Remember back in the days when you had mutual funds, you could expect that every once in a while, you're going to get a capital gains distribution, even when they rebalance, you know, within the portfolio. With ETFs, that is less of a problem. And if so, my thinking would be, and it's, it's changed slightly, my thinking would be those very aggressive growth funds that yeah. generally do not distribute dividends, if they are ETFs, I would hold those in my taxable account. I would have like a a large cap growth in my Roth because they distribute dividends and well, not capital gains, but I, I but I, I in this case because they're fully taxable as income, I'm starting to lean toward bonds in Roths. Interesting.
2: Yeah, I mean it's for a def- very it logical depends. reason. And some depends on how much you have in each one of those types of assets, too. Because if you're in your 30s, you don't have a whole lot of bonds. You shouldn't have very many bonds at right. all. And so you're going to be mostly in stocks. But yeah, asset location well, then, can play then a role. If you're mostly
1: sure. in stocks, then your blue chip, large caps, the things that distribute dividends should be in your tax-free account. And the things that um, that are, are, might that would probably not should be in the more taxable accounts and the regular IRA. But
2: that could depend on your tax situation as well, how I much know. you're making. The right answer. it
1: depends. <laughs> the right answer. Really, If we every question we should just say, eh, it depends.
2: Yeah. So they taught you well. Don, just back from a, a big voice convention, your voice sounds better. I mean, I don't know what they did there, but it they did it well. It didn't
1: change. It didn't. They do, it oh, did, I thought you were getting like lessons this was, or something. This was a terrific conversation. It really was a terrific experience. It was um, about a thousand voice actors and wannabe voice actors. And uh, I I hate to break it to some of you wannabes, but you Uh ought not be because you really – maybe you could develop in in like a decade – but some of you were just really awful, so you shouldn't think you're going to be a voice actor.
2: But did everybody um, but have to give up, get up and do five minutes on the microphone or something? Or how do you know? No,
1: but you had that opportunity in some of the classes. Oh, okay, All which right. I did. And which you got was up. fun. You did. I got up. Uh, I got yeah. up. I took a class from, um, and many of you will know this because adults and children alike. In fact, many of you in your uh, in your twenties and thirties, you grew up with this teens, twenties, yeah. and thirties. That would be. Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? Uh, that'd be squ- SpongeBob SquarePants. SpongeBob. Yeah, sure. uh, And then I got—I took a, a class. I took a class from the voice of Pearl, the uh, daughter I don't know who of, that is. of. Oh, okay. Da- she's a she's a whale who's the daughter of uh, Mister Krabs. She's, I don't know anybody who wants has to be called daughter. a whale, but
2: okay, that's great. No, she's so, actually okay. a whale. She's a whale. Okay, she's right, that's a great. Whale that lives okay. under the sea. Okay, so the anyway, point and, of all
1: this was, I, I learned more about. Doing voice work, about you know reading because I love. Uh, as, as once in a while I do, I do a commercial or I do a uh, narration of a story or I just got a part as a character in a cartoon. Uh, you know, I, no these comments. are these are my. This is my hobby. Yeah. This is my hobby, and I wanted to hone those skills, and it was awesome. I met this guy. We really hit it off. Joe Cipriano. Look him up. You'll you'll know Joe Cipriano's work if you've ever listened to Fox, NBC, CBS radio stations, Kiss FM, any of those. You'll know Joe's work, and what a nice guy. We spent some time together; it was really terrific. So good for you. It was a good, you. it was so a you're good back experience.
2: And your voice is still intact, and you're ready to move on. That's great. I didn't use it all that
1: much. Okay, you just know, checking. Mainly, so, you know what I use most of the time my ears. I use those. It was really more of a hearing conference. Good for you. Well, welcome back. Welcome back. Good to have you. Thank you. Thank you for making fun of me on Saturday.
2: (laughs) That goes without saying That's going to be there no matter what.
1: So So, uh, is there anything you'd like to add before we uh, put this podcast to rest?
2: We're moving the office. Do you think we should alert the SEC before we move or after we move? I can't
1: decide. Um, yeah, I noticed at the new office that you um, you you put in the uh, SEC escape doors. I've got the back door ready to
2: go. The hatch is ready to be blown <laughs> those at any those quick are a nice moment. Touch, Bang! Nice touch. Yeah, get the heck out of Dodge there quickly. All right. Uh, now, no, all kidding no, no, aside. No, we need
1: to make it really clear that that was just a joke. Thank we you. do not fear the Securities and Exchange no, Commission thanks. because. We're actually the good guys we're the kind of, we're the kind of firm. They go, Oh yeah, you guys are fine. We'll you on. They ahead, never
2: came in the, in the, whatever, 13 years of vestry never came to visit us ever because ever.
1: they're busy with criminals.
2: Uh, yeah. Like, and I always said that, like that guy over there stealing, we're putting people in low cost index fund. I mean,
1: and they know what it, we're so. doing. They listen yeah. to the show. Ah,
2: that must be it. Okay. Yeah, that's true. So. Okay. Uh, and they know anyway, we so- <laughs> talk about them on the
1: podcast or the show, so they don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> they don't need it. If you'd like a little help, we're probably here Probably why Appella bought us, because they they wanted to protect themselves from choking you know, yeah, again. It's a, it's, so it's. If, it's, yeah, if
2: you'd like to know what's in your portfolio, what's it costing you, whether or not you should have things that aren't in your portfolio, which I see on a regular basis. Wow. We do all that. We do it for free. And I think someone just mentioned something about no sales pitch. So all you got to do is go to talkingrealmoney.com, talkingrealmoney.com, and click on
1: Meet an Advisor. We'll
2: sit down and it You right yep. uh, got, got it right this
1: episode. got it right. If you'd fully. like to know what's in your portfolio, go to talkingrealmoney.com.
2: Is that what you picked up in three days of voice? Okay, never mind.
1: There was no singing. Ah. No musical theater. Not a thing. No jingles. Okay. No, no. In fact, the whole time, there wasn't even any talking real
0: money is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That to keep the lawyers happy.